And here we go, episode 51 of Nothing to Say, the fans podcast, back at it again for hopefully another 50 episodes. We're, uh, we're on our way to 100, we're on our way. So we, uh, we took a week off, sort of took a little bit of a break just to take a breath and make sure that we came back with a, uh, a, good, a good episode 51 for you guys, starting off, starting off fresh. So uh, before we get into everything, Sam... Welcome back. We're back. We took two weeks off. Yeah, man. How's it been going, Jason? How, what have you been up to? Uh, well, you know, I mean, you and I have been at the range a lot recently. So, <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get our, we're trying to make the corn fairy tour this year. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe make a couple pro ams. I think we should start a uh, golf YouTube channel. Probably. I was thinking the the road to break ninety. Wait, I've already broken ninety. Yeah, but you're not there yet. You're not there oh, right now. Oh, I think I am. <laughs> I think I am. Well, I just, I'm curious for you. I'm trying to break 85. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do. That's that's what I'm going for. We could. It could be like an instructional um, channel too. So like, we could like shank a shot and be like, okay, so whatever I ended up doing, just don't do that. And then <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you what I did wrong, but I I know I wasn't supposed to do that. So you know, everything about my backswing. My club face at contact, my posture, my legs, uh, like balance, everything was off on that shot. Mm-hmm. Just, just pick one to focus. On. <laughs> yeah. Or you just shank one and be like, "Nah, everything felt good right there. I don't know what I did wrong. That it was that was the club. That was the club. That wasn't me." <laughs> oh man, no, I uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to break eighty five soon. That's that's what I'm going for. Breaking eighty five. Cause uh, the closest I've gotten was eighty six. <laughs> so yeah, you're not there yet, dude. I already know. No, I'm there. I'm there. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. Um. So I, I feel like it would be uh, inappropriate for us not to address um, everything that's been going on uh, right now. But uh, one thing that uh, Sam and I want to say is, you know, we from the very beginning of this from the very beginning of this show, we made it very clear from episode one that we. We're strictly just a sports and entertainment podcast. We weren't ever going to dive into anything outside of those two realms. And we're going to stick um, with, that, uh, with, with that promise. Um, obviously, with everything that's been going on in the world with uh, you know, the coronavirus, which we've actually talked about there, but we talked about the sort of the fallout of it in the sports world more than the actual virus itself. Um, and then just recently – um, the the death of, of George Floyd, which we all can agree, um, the best way I can put it is it, it shouldn't have happened. Like that's that's the best way I, I can put it. It was wrong and it shouldn't have happened. But um, we're not gonna we're not gonna delve into that. And the reason why is because we want to serve as kind of a break for everybody. Um, if you if you want a little bit of a, a break and and just i mean that's the best way i can put it if you want to just listen to sports turn off your brain for like 45 minutes to an hour we'll provide hopefully a little bit of laughs a little bit of information for you guys um and something to hopefully put a smile on your face and uh, and distract you from everything that's been going on so that's what we're going to uh, do and uh, we're going to try our best um and uh let's get going so we were off for about a week and a half and a big an actual sporting event believe it or not took place um between that time which we never got a chance to talk about it's kind of untimely now because it happened a while ago but uh, we just want to give our our, our uh, two cents on it and it was the the match 
between Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning versus Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. So, Sam, I'll have you start us off with that. Um, that was an entertaining watch for me. Yeah, that was um, – it's it's certainly an improvement on the first installment of the match in 2018, and it was an improvement over the uh, – what was it? Taylor-made driving relief. Is that what it was with um, DJ Rory versus oh, Ricky? Yeah. And, yeah, so so those were the only two things that you can really compare it to. And I think this one from start to finish was so entertaining. Even when at the beginning when all the guys were warming up and Peyton is just throwing shots at oh, yeah. from the very beginning. And then you got um, Phil is trying to get in Tiger's head and Tiger's like an iron statue <laughs> yeah, consistency, and the man is just there. He was there. It looked like that was Sunday at the Masters, and he was just there to go to work. That's mm-hmm. really what it looked like. And uh, the play itself wasn't the greatest. Mine is Tiger. Yeah, but I mean that was his home course. Like he plays that course probably ten times a week, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and is the weather was awful. Oh man, that was such a bummer. <laughs> Uh, but from everything from Peyton carried the first three holes with his like charisma and his personality, the storytelling mm-hmm. he carried. And then once Tom finally started making some shots, he got into it a little bit more. But um, you had Charles was hilarious. You had uh, <laughs> yeah. Justin Thomas broke out with not even playing. Oh, yeah. He was so funny. He called Charles Berkeley on live cable TV a fat ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it came out of nowhere too. Like Charles was just talking about, oh well, you don't see me commenting on people dunking, and then JT's like, Charles, no one wants to see your fat ass dunk anymore. <laughs> it's just like, whoa. <laughs> but and... I, it was just such a success. Everything happened, and it raised twenty million for COVID nineteen relief fund, which is amazing in and of itself. Even if the even if it wasn't entertaining, the fact that it raised so much money. And it really, like, it went so well. They should do it again next year. Yeah, I saw, I actually saw something, and I thought it was a joke, and I think it was a joke. But Drew Brees had put something out and said, the winner is going to play me and Sergio Garcia. And I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool if they put it, like, in a tournament format. Yeah. Um, that'd be kind of cool to, to bring in somebody like that. And then Steph even chimed in and he was like, I want in on the match next year. And I was like, that's not fair. Cause Steph, Steph is, would be perfect. Yeah. Steph, but like Steph in the sense that I think him having him be there would be really fun, but he would be probably better than any other replacement golfer that they would bring in. Cause he's like a scratch golfer. Well, he's probably, well, Peyton Manning played out of his mind. He did play really well. If if we take off everything from except for the par threes, all of his tee shots, if we took those away, the dude played probably level to par. Yeah, and par you, threes he owned is oh, just man. the driver. It was just the driver the whole day for him. Yeah, but everything else, like even his touch around the, I mean, his uh, putting was really good too. Like he was putting from dish. He didn't make a ton, but when they were far away, he put him like within three feet every time. Well, you had, he had Tiger uh, coaching up. Which oh, reading be, everything, yeah. Imagine having Phil read all your shots for you. That man probably is the best mind in golf. Oh, I loved listening to him. 
absolutely loved listening to him. And it was, it was so fun. I was sitting there listening to him and the funniest part about the whole thing to me was there was one, there was, so there was a point at the beginning of the match. I think it had to have been around a whole two or three. You remember when he was talking about reading like the darker grass? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he starts talking about all this other stuff. He's, he's talking for like three to five minutes. And my dad's down there and he's watching the, it with me. And as soon as Phil's done, he looks over to me and he's like, I don't have a damn clue what he just said. <laughs> <laughs> just, it was five. It was five minutes. I was like, yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> um, but the way he, like, the way that his, like, the back and forth between everybody there was really funny. Peyton throwing shots at, at Brady, especially the one about Nick Foles. Oh, my God. That was absolute money. Mm-hmm. And the interaction between all of them was great. And I'm glad that they were mic'd up to the commentators, too. That was really cool being able to talk to, like, Charles and JT. And uh, everybody seemed to be wired. That was really cool the way that they did that. But um, aside from that, listening to Phil and listening to Tiger actually talk about golf, if you enjoy golf, that was, for me, was really entertaining. Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, and it was – man, it was such a shame that the weather was bad because they showed footage from the day before, and it was so pretty out. And then the next day, it just was complete, like, thunderstorms. And it was funny because they were all in shorts up until Brady ripped his pants and then had to put on sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> um, but why did, he, why did he rip his pants? Oh, because he had a golden shot. The most unlikely of shots. Oh, my goodness. This dude hadn't gotten the ball. He hadn't – caught a ball pure all day and this was the seventh hole and out of nowhere he lands a ball two feet uh high on the high of the hole to the left spins back right in and it was golden timing too as soon as barkley had called him out (laughs) it was like the very like the most perfect timing for that shot um, just with everything that was going on around. And he started to play better after that. But He started to talk shit, too. Oh, my gosh. When yeah. Peyton uh, missed that, like, gimme, yeah. he was like, woo, man, my nephew could have made that. Oh, <laughs> my God. And then I remember Brady and Brady went up to go high-five Phil, and then Phil went up to high-five, and they kind of awkwardly, like, pulled back and did this weird, like, air high-five. It was so weird. Um and the whole the whole dynamic of not being able to like like really celebrate with your teammate like that was kind of weird but yeah the the whole broadcast ended up being really really fun to watch and everybody was really lighthearted about it and um it was it was a lot of fun to watch it was it was a, it was a success and even more so than the actual broadcast itself like you said raising 20 million dollars for the covid relief fund was absolutely outrageous and that's that's really what it was for um, and uh, it, it certainly did that in spades. So sign us up for round three next year. Bring it, bring in uh, Phil and Tiger, and then two two new people. Let's uh, let's bring in uh, Jamie Fox and Justin Timberlake. How about that? I JT think you would be would be huge. I'm telling you, I think. Oh, and I made a uh, a switch to my all time golf horse, and I think I would add. I think I would take out Matt Damon and put in uh, Jamie Foxx. And I might even throw JT in there, too, because he's hilarious. <laughs> Does Fox play? I have no idea. Oh. Not a clue. Not a clue. I'm sure JT does, though. But, hey, we were talking about Jamie Foxx being, like, the most talented person alive. So I am not wouldn't be surprised if he, uh, if he golfed, you know, just added to the list. 
of things he yeah. can do. No one can be that perfect. I know. It's it's certainly hard, but he's close. Um, so the next thing on the bracket, and really, I mean, docket, the only, the only other thing on the docket for the show really today, um, is talking about the NBA and that the NBA is supposedly, um, supposed to be coming back. Um, that was a really bad sentence for me. Um, (laughs) I was trying to gather my thoughts. Um, the NBA is targeting, uh, late July, July 31st right now is the, um, quotation mark um start date um or resume date for the nba and there are a couple things that are up in the air right now one um whether or not they're just going to jump right into the regular season uh whether or not they're going to jump into the playoffs how the playoff format is going to work are they going to do one through eight on both sides or are they just going to go one through 16 um so we can talk about all three right here today's going to be pretty much a a pretty short show anyway um, but this is going to be a pretty detailed conversation because there's a lot going on here and a lot that uh, Sam and I have to say about this. So, Sam, you actually, I believe, know a little bit more about this than I do, so you can take it away. You can start wherever you want. Well, I, don't, I can't believe you set me up like that. You just, like, there was a bus flying by, and you literally just pushed me in front of it. Not really. I threw you a fastball down the middle. It just swings. Um, I don't even know where to st- – uh, well, I guess from – Okay, um, <laughs> so there's there's a couple scenarios that have been floated around for the NBA. Um, uh, most obviously is just picking up from where they left off, which I don't remember which game they left off, but they only have a certain amount of games left in the regular season. And one scenario is they pick up from, from there and they just play the season as normal and then play leading into the playoffs. But I think some other, which would be, I think, the most boring one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is you get the ideas of playoff tournaments or play-in tournaments. Mm. So you get um, four teams from the West that were vying for that eighth spot, and you have them all play each other to get in, to play in for an opportunity to make the playoffs, which I think would be really interesting. And um, the one through 16 scenarios where they just get rid of the East versus East and West and they just go top to bottom, the best six teams in the NBA and sort it that way. Um, I, from what uh, – oh, and the other thing too is – I don't think we've touched on this at all. Uh, Disney World mm-hmm. in, um, in Orlando has been – I think definitely seen as the front runner for where the NBA is going to return. It's the easiest spot for them to go to. There's, um, there's plenty of housing. It's its own plot of land set aside from the rest of society that can house people and feed people. And then it's also got places for games to be played. So yeah. it's really just the most perfect spot. And, um, yeah, I mean that's all. I I think we can we can each talk about what we think would be like the coolest scenario for the NBA to come back. But it's just really nice that this is now like almost a reality that it's going to happen mm-hmm. that it's going to come back. But this season is not going to be lost. No. Um, so I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we both can agree that playing out the rest of the regular season kind of seems pointless at this point. Yeah, I think I think it would be if they're already going to be extending the start date to July 31st. If they played out the rest of the regular season and then they did the playoffs, you'd be pushing the season 
through August, probably into September, and who knows, maybe even into October, like the beginning of October, which I don't think is what they would want to do anyway. What's going to be interesting is going to be what happens to the start date of next season, how much of a gap there's going to be between the end of this season and the start of next season. They've had a sort of, I mean, they've had kind of a, they've had pretty much, like, I don't want to say a full off season, but almost damn near a full off season in the middle of this season. So I wonder what, I wonder if they're going to either shorten the break or shorten the season to make it, to set it up for 2022. I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what they do, but finishing out the rest of this season, uh, at least for the regular season games, doesn't seem like it would be that advantageous for anybody. If, if anything, doing the play-in games would be interesting. Oh, yeah. But I don't necessarily know how that's going to work because you have the one through eight seed and you're set. So if, you're, if you look at the Eastern Conference, the eighth seed right now is the Orlando Magic. And literally six wins below them is the Wizards. So are you really going to give the ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth seed chances to play in but how would the play in even work because would the magic then get bumped out like i don't know how a play in game scenario would work necessarily the only um the only one that i saw i saw it just for the western conference because that's the only one that like teams actually have because i I feel like the wizards don't really have a realistic shot of making it if they're six games behind Right, and then you have the ninth, tenth, and eleventh seed in the Western Conference, and then even the eighth, who are only separated by four games. Yeah, so I think that's what it really came down to, um, more so is the Western Conference, and that thing. A a good point too is like, if you're coming back as the NBA, you can't come back with meaningless regular season games. The games that you come back to have to be, like, they have to set a tone for that year, and like. These games mean something. You teams that are coming that are playing are playing for their lives this year, um, because that'll get the most viewership. And really, it would be like you don't want to waste people's times by bringing them back and like, oh yeah, this this whole break never happened type of thing. Well, then, do you think they would go to like a one game playoff bracket, or they would do like a three game series? Um, I think in the nature of basketball, they'd have to do series mm-hmm. because I don't think they've ever had one game playoffs. Um, but they, I mean, now would be the perfect time for it in that sense. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I like the tournament aspect of it because that's what people grew up with. Like we grew up with that. When you play AAU or any other thing, it's you get one game playoffs mm-hmm. and you have to win that game. But it's just the NBA. I don't think has ever flirted with that, so it's it's it would be it'd be a major step to just pull that out now. Like you give stars like Damian Lillard only one game to win, and if they don't win, they're out. We're such a star driven. It's such a star driven league. It's like. I don't know how the NBA is going to would feel about that or how the players would react to that. So 
from a series, I wonder how deep they're going to go through the Western Conference because I could see them going, okay, 8, 9, 10, 11, so which would be the Grizzlies, Trailblazers, Pelicans, Kings. You guys are going to all do a little tournament to see who gets that eighth seed. But the Spurs are only one game behind the Kings, and then the Suns are only one game behind the Spurs. So I wonder how deep down in the Western Conference they're going to reach. They're not going to go all the way to the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves wouldn't make it. But the Suns right now are actually only six games away from the Grizzlies, who are currently in the eighth seed. So they could go four teams, but then they could go six as well. But six would be weird because then you'd have um, three teams at the end. So it'd be like... One team gets a bye or something. Which would it would have to be the Grizzlies. Um, I mean, any way the NBA tries to do this, they just need to be um, as consistent as possible. So if they say, well, if you're within that five games back margin, then you're in. And if a Phoenix or a San Antonio is like, hey, whoa, whoa, what about us? It's like, no, we're that is the number that we set. You just got to stay with that. And I was even thinking if they just do the – one through eight right now, so just leave the Grizzlies in. Mm-hmm. I feel like there would be that uproar of the Blazers, the um, the Kings, the Spurs, the Suns. Like they would all have a like a point to say, "Hey, what about us? We we didn't get an opportunity." So whatever the NBA does, they're gonna get pushback. They just gotta stay consistent and make it as transparent transparent as possible. Yeah. And even the Pelicans, too. Like, they're right there yeah, as well. Yeah, that was the team that I forgot about. I knew I was forgetting about one. Yeah. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, I would – I think it makes the most sense to hop right into the playoffs. Um, the playoffs would be an interesting – I mean, it would be a different dynamic from the sense that everybody's rested. So you're going to be seeing teams pretty much at full strength unless there's somebody on the team who has like a really debilitating injury that they've been fighting, i.e. Kevin Durant. But I think even then he might – I don't know. Would he be back for the playoffs? I haven't heard that he'd be back because um, it hasn't even been a full year since yeah, that I, injury occurred. And if you're him, there's really no reason to push it. Um. Well the, well, the Nets are the seventh seed, but still, I, they're not going to – with the Bucks nah, and the Raptors no. and the Celtics and, shoot, even the Heat this year. I'm, yeah. Um, okay, so there's that. Another thing that was proposed, which Adam Silver has kind of shut down, but we can still talk about the idea of them doing this in the future, is the idea of getting rid of an Eastern and Western Conference playoffs and just going straight to a 1-16 through 16, um seed playoffs so the way that that would work is i'll just read you what it would look like right now so milwaukee would still play orlando that wouldn't change um but here's where it'd be, it's, it changes right after that so the lakers would play brooklyn that'd be um two and 15 toronto would play memphis the clippers would play dallas denver would play indianapolis um oh shoot i went out of order that was six and eleven. Five and twelve. Boston. Five and twelve would be Boston and Philly. Six and eleven would be Denver uh, and Indianapolis. Then the eight nine. Forget it. The eight nine is uh, the, <laughs> is the Heat and the uh, Thunder, and then seven and ten is uh, Utah and Houston. So one thing that I had mentioned 
to Sam before the show, which he brought up that I totally forgot about, um, is there's actually no travel for this. And the reason why I was saying, oh, travel would be an issue, <coughs> I think it would actually only be an issue for Brooklyn and the Lakers. That's cross-country. Everywhere else seems pretty doable, at least not the um, – other than maybe uh, Toronto and Memphis – well, it doesn't matter about this year, though. No, and that's what I'm saying. Like, is now the time to give it, to give it an experiment? You know, I don't think I don't think you can. I mean, it would be as Kings fans, we have a certain bias because if this was implemented over the years, the Kings would have made the playoffs in some of those years, right? Oh, I don't know how if they weren't one if they weren't one through eight in the Western. No, no. So if it was one through sixteen, then they they had a whatever. It, it doesn't matter. So, oh, if you're not going to be with me, then it doesn't matter. Well, um, what I'm saying is, I think they would take the top eight teams from each conference, not the top sixteen no, teams I think it would from be the top sixteen. Oh, I don't know. I thought it would be. I thought it, this one is formatted in the top. Um, at least the one that I'm looking at is the top eight from each conference. Well, and there's two scenarios that we can talk about there. Which one do you think would be better? Well, they've been toying around with the just taking the top 16 records in the whole league. And I guess they can't do that this year because then that would be punishing, like, Orlando and Brooklyn for, hey, like, we we were making the we were going to make the playoffs. Like, you can't just kick us out at that point, yeah. which makes sense. Um, the reason it's tough to – to just switch it now because whoever wins automatically is like, well, how do we compare that champion to other prior years champions? Because they went through a completely different process. So say if like the Lakers were to win in this new format, they would have not had to gone through the powers of the West type of thing. Right. Does that Mm -hmm. diminish that team's legacy at that point? Um, that's what I think people are scared of, and it's like it's just unprecedented waters that the NBA would have to go through. If they were going to go through one one to sixteen, I think it'd be a. I think it wouldn't be a good idea to go the top sixteen records in the league. Which now I get what you're saying. The Kings would have made the playoffs probably last year if they had done that. Um, well, definitely last year if they would have done that. But I wouldn't mind seeing top eight teams from each conference. Now we're going to throw you into a one through 16 bracket. We're going to let you guys go at it like that. I actually like the idea of that. Um, I think it sets up for a really exciting, I mean, cause then you get matchups you've never seen in the playoffs before, you know, you get a Denver versus, you know, the Pacers, which I think would be a good matchup. Um, and then where's another – you get the Heat and the Thunder, which would be fun. Um, mm. And then there are – shoot, I mean, well, it would probably be more the second round where you're getting matchups you may not see. Um, I mean, that would be interesting. Like you could get Boston and the Clippers in the second round, and then you, yeah. could, you could get Denver and Toronto in the second round, which would be a fun matchup. Um, so talking about like it wouldn't be necessarily as difficult – I don't know if that's necessarily true because you do get some teams at the bottom who 
I don't know. I think it, I think eventually it would all even out because if the Clippers were the best team on one side, then you would think they would still get to it eventually. And what that would mean would be what it sets up for is you could have a Clippers versus the Lakers in the championship, which I think would be fun. Or you could have Milwaukee and Toronto in the championship, which I think would be fun. That wouldn't happen. Yeah, it wouldn't happen. But, I mean, it sets up for a scenario like that. It sets up for maybe, a, you know, Kawhi versus LeBron in the finals, um, which is a scenario that nobody – which you could say with the Western and Eastern Conference playoffs, you get with you get the conference championship for that, so you still get that matchup. But it's completely different when it comes to the finals. Like, it's just a bigger – it's on a bigger stage. Does it somewhat take away the shine of the earlier rounds in the playoffs? Because think about think about like the stories that we've had in the conference championships. You have Indiana battling it out with Miami over the years, and it's like Indiana has built this whole team to beat Miami. Mm-hmm. And they just go back and forth for two years in a row. And it's like, will they get over the hump? Or you have um, the Thunder and Warriors going back and forth over the years. And you have uh, uh, Cleveland and Boston, Cleveland and Toronto. Like there's there's these storylines that are naturally made that really like add energy to a series. If you have, uh, say, Toronto and... Um, San Antonio playing, it's like we really don't – we've never compared these two teams in the regular season. It's just like I guess here's something that that we're going to see. It's it's like there's no build really anymore. I also think that there's a flip side to that. You'd get with the Western and Eastern Conference all thrown together. What you have is the possibility for any any matchup. You know, there are certain there are certain matchups in the playoffs where it's like, oh, yeah, we just – we won't get to see that. Or it'd be like – like you'd get – I'm trying to think of a scenario in my head, and if I had a, more time to think about it, I think I could make a better argument. But I think it just sets up for the possibility of every team has the possibility to play against every team. Um, and – I actually am on the flip side. I like the idea of seeing matchups we haven't seen in the playoffs. Like the like that Denver Pacers one would be really intriguing for me because you get you get two teams who I think are kind of similar in each of their respective conferences. Like Denver has pretty much been a consistent force in the Western Conference for a while, and so has Indianapolis. And they're two very good teams, and they play very, um, very much a similar style in the sense they play. None of them have a like superstar other than like Jokic, I would say. But and then you have Oladipo on the other side, but they're not like you know Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Giannis, LeBron. They're not like that necessarily. So you have very team oriented basketball. Um, I don't know. I I I would like. From my perspective, I think that would be kind of interesting to see uh, to see that you just get teams playing against each other that you might never normally see. Um, yeah, but I think that so I think the one through sixteen would be good ten years from now if they installed it now. I just think there would be a lot of growing pains with it initially. 
Because I feel like the regular season would be somewhat diminished because you have like Christmas Day matchups. You got Boston versus Philly, and that's like a huge game because we know those teams are most likely going to face in the playoffs, right? That's like what builds that matchup. It's those two teams fighting um, to get seeding and to prove supremacy, right? With this one through 16, there's really takes away from those like matchups of a Boston and Philly. Cause we don't even know if Boston and Philly are going to, I mean, they do face each other in this class, but we don't know. There's no guarantee. Right. But I think, I think that sets up for, up I think that's, teams. that sets you up for more intriguing regular season matchups because now you go, okay, we're now competing with like, say Boston, they meet up against Denver and it's like, okay, we're now competing with them for like, actually, no, who are the eighth and the ninth seeds? Who would they be? So they'd be, oh yeah, so perfect. So you have Miami and Oklahoma City who are east and west, and then you have them during the regular season, which you go, okay, may not be a super intriguing matchup, but towards the end of the season, even out of conference games at that point would be like, okay, you know, if we, we're fighting for the um, eighth or ninth seed right now, we really want that eighth seed. Oklahoma really needs that eighth seed for that home court advantage. Um, over Miami if they meet in the playoffs. I think it actually creates more intriguing regular season games because now half the league you have to worry about potentially seeing in the playoffs. Um, And with, like, when I was talking about matchups you might never normally see, like, for example, the first round, I keep going back to it, the the Nuggets and the Pacers, you would never see that in the playoffs, at least not right now, because Denver, I mean, Denver has a shot, but... Denver probably is not going to make the NBA Finals, and the Pacers definitely are not going to make. Um, wow. The, yeah, I said it. Um, definitely are not going to make um, the NBA Finals. But you get that matchup in the first round. You would never see it, but you get to see it now. But um, but if the if the playoffs are are one through sixteen, we might not get a Clippers Lakers series. That you, Clippers, that possibility of a Clippers Lakers series has like made so many news sports channels money with all the hypotheticals that have got into it. And we might not get that. Like, I feel like it takes away from the rivalries that are formed between franchises. But you might not get that anyway if one team gets knocked out initially. And with this, you might see it in the finals. But I feel like there's more of a guarantee of seeing it in Western Conference. Yeah, I, yes, that's the fair. Finals, but that's fair. Which wouldn't you feel cheated if we didn't get? Because there would be so many questions. Clippers fans would have the questions of, "Well, we we would have beat the Lakers if we were on their side," or like, "Did the Lakers really? Are they really champions if they didn't have to go through the Clippers?" Type of thing. I think it just opens up so many questions i don't know it's it's certainly an interesting conversation and it's something that we can continue to have um until it eventually gets settled i would love to have a couple people on here and get their opinions on it because i think it'd be i think you'd get a lot of different um mixed opinions on it i don't i don't think taking the top 16 teams in the league would be a good idea i mean does that sound crazy or um it would First off, it would never happen because no. I don't think the the East would let that happen because it would just be so West dominated. Yeah. What um, 
What's what's Orlando's record? Orlando, I think they're thirty and thirty-five. They are. Let's see. Let me double check. Yeah, what's, they're thirty and thirty-five. Is um are the, is New Orleans? Aren't they like the same record? No, they're twenty-eight and thirty-six. Oh, so Orlando would still get in. Yes. In this scenario, ironically, in this year's playoffs, the top sixteen out. teams are actually the top one through eight for both sides. So maybe that's what it actually is. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I guess uh, that's funny that we're looking at this right now and it actually works out both ways. Um, but I don't – I think taking the top – well, actually, let's go – actually, I think last year would be a better example. Um, so last year the eighth seed was the Pistons and they were 41 and 41. And last year the eighth seed was the Clippers with 48. Um, win. So let's see who the ninth seed. Oh man, it works out the last year too. Because <laughs> the Kings, the, the Kings are below the Pistons. The Kings are thirty nine, and the Pistons are forty one. So it worked out again the year before that. So um, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> let's see. Oh, okay. Let's see the ninth seed. Okay, so we got to go back to twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen. So. The eighth seed in that year was the Wizards, and they were they had forty three wins. And then the ninth seed in the Western Conference was the Nuggets with forty six. So in that scenario, you'd get nine teams from the Western Conference, and then seven from uh, the Eastern Conference. So then, if we go back even one more year than that, forty one, and then forty one. So yeah, I mean. Three out of the last four years, it actually works out in the sense, ironically, for as much as we talk about the West being stacked, uh, it's really the upper half. Um, so, I don't know. I still think taking – I still think you're right. I still think taking one – the top um, eight teams from each conference would be the best, and just the Eastern Conference may not let that fly. Oh, do you hear that? Oh, that's my dog. What's up, Brady? <laughs> we have a surprise guest. Oh my gosh! Yo, what every is he time, doing? Every time someone, uh, so Jenna just got here, so oh, he he greets everyone that he like likes with a toy, and he squeals like that. Oh man, what a guy! It might, it might be the cutest thing of all time. I'm just telling everybody who hasn't met Brady, um, who's listening, he's awesome. A lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah, he's awesome. And he stayed um, two years old for the past eight years. Yeah, he's timeless. Yeah, every time I asked Sam, uh, the very, very first day that I met Brady, I was like, oh, how old is he? And Sam was like, oh, he was two. And that was like seven years ago. And I asked him that like maybe a month ago. And he's like, it yeah, he's not seven years ago. Uh, yeah, we, it might have been. I mean, we've known each it other wasn't. for eight years. So. No, he's two. So it was like <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> um. So yeah, let us get let uh, let us know what you guys think. Um, what you think of the potential of having a new playoff format? If you think the format should stay the same, or if may or if the NBA should even come back at all this year? That's another question. Is it even worth coming back yeah. this year? Because um, I'm sure there are some people who who don't think they should come back, and I'm not one of those, and I don't think Sam is either. Um, but, uh, I mean, I know that, that – I mean, with the amount of people who watch the NBA, there's got to be a handful of people who are just like, eh, it's not worth it. Let's not finish out this season. It's 
really going to be interesting to see the NBA back playing playoff games without fans. Yeah, that'll be the most interesting dynamic of the whole thing. You should um, look up so Bundesliga Soccer, which is the German uh, soccer league. Yeah, they um, they were pumping in artificial fan noises into the broadcast. Not a bad idea. And um, so I think Grant was saying he was like, "If no one told me that, I probably wouldn't have noticed." Yeah, and <laughs> you know what? Um, that's actually shoot. That's actually a good idea in the sense that the microphones that are above the rim and what – so think about it this way. If there was no artificial fan noise, what you'd have is you'd have court noise. Yeah, you'd have swishes and dribbles. But what you'd also have is everybody yelling on the court, which would probably not be appropriate for like a, a, a nationwide broadcast. So what they'd end up having to do would be to turn those microphones down so then not only would you not have any fan noise, but you probably wouldn't have much noise coming from the court, which would mean that it would just be the announcers. So whenever the announcers don't say anything, then you're listening to kind of like dead air. So Yeah, you're just listening to like squeaky sneakers. It would be like going to an AAU tournament. Yeah. And like just standing in the middle of the gym while there's four games going on. And it's like, I mean, this is kind of cool to watch, but you don't get that. It's not the same. Yeah, so actually pumping in artificial fan noise would actually be smart, I think. Um, and <laughs> the guy who's – whoever's in charge of that, like when somebody makes a shot, turning it up and then turning <laughs> it down, that would be an interesting job. Uh, <laughs> you just do cheers. Wait, John, John, the – the uh, Heat are supposed to be home today. Oh, oh, my bad. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wrong, wrong button. <laughs> Yo, my bad, my bad. Um, that would be interesting. And, yeah, I guess I guess that's actually not a bad idea. I had not considered that at Just all. Just get a couple uh, defense chants. Defense. Yeah. Defense. There you go. That'd be fun. And it wouldn't be – it obviously wouldn't be the same, but – it would. It's, uh, it's basketball, man. Yeah, it would be. Uh, it would be something, and I think something is what we need right now. So as long as you give me uh, LeBron mic'd up for a game, I think I'll be happy. Oh, speaking of that, um, I saw something the other day from an NFL player saying he wants NFL players mic'd up the entire time so that people can hear like what actually goes on down there. No, you can't. You can't do that. Oh my gosh, they'd have to. They'd have to have like a separate broadcast. For that, like you can't have the the like the D lineman and O lineman mic'd up, or like I think any of the defensive guys, probably not, <laughs> or any <laughs> of the wide receivers <laughs> when they catch a ball. Oh my god! Or the cor- the corners and wide receivers. Oh yeah, if they if they do the same thing they did with the last dance, where they offer like a um, a non censored version. Yeah, I'd be all for it. Oh, I would. But too. if you get Marcus Peters and Jalen Ramsey. You mic them up. Holy cow. Against Michael Thomas, who's apparently kind of a uh, a big mouth. And you got Hopkins, who's throwing shade. It'd be, ooh. It'd be and we're a linebacker meeting a, a running back in a hole, man. I just, yeah. First off, that would break the mic. Probably. <laughs> It'd be, bah! what What do you think about having, um, especially now with no fans at golfing uh, matches, having they the golfers matched up? up. It needs to be set up just like the match. Mm-hmm. I think so. Which I think I so too. I don't know if they're going to be for it, but I feel like athletes got to take it upon themselves to like 
take it a little less seriously and be more of characters. Especially now, at least. Yeah, like my fear would be you mic them up and they don't say anything. Yeah. And it's like, well, you're cutting to this guy and he's not doing anything. So it's like... I think the idea of listening to like Brooks Kepka on like the thirteenth hole talking about like he'd be down like bench press <laughs> while he in the middle of a tournament like oh yeah I, it's, I would be hilarious. Quote, I saw a quote from him. He said, "Holes five through twelve, I just zone out." That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like what? I lo- I love I love that guy. He is my favorite golfer <laughs> um, on the planet, and then it's not even close. I love the way he just approaches everything. Um, it would be so fun. It would be so fun, and I think if it even gets somewhat close to what the match was, I think it'd be interesting because um, you'd get so many people, so many different interesting things probably said throughout the course of the day. And if anything, if the golfers themselves don't want to do it, or at least if all of them don't, and they want to take it more seriously, mic up the caddies. Yeah. Let them, like, hey, uh, Steve, tell me what Tiger's thinking right now. What's going into this shot? You know, type of thing. Oh, that'd be perfect. Have the caddy stand back, like, 10 yards and yeah, exactly. be like, I yeah. Think, there's so many things that can be taken from the successes that happened in the match. It's like, Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like people are showing up to your house, and that might be uh, our cue. Yeah, party time. Yeah, it might be our uh, cue to uh, get things uh, wrapped up here. So um, that'll be it for us today. Um, This is going to be aired on June 1st. So happy June to everybody. We are are in June already, um, which is absolutely insane. (laughs) Um, So thank you all so much for uh, listening to us. Uh, We hope we provided a little bit of a break for you, gave you a little bit of information, maybe made you laugh a few times. Um, So thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you all uh, next week.